Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. You are on the Transfer Podcast, uh, where we learn about the life of Jesus and those who have followed in his path and both in the Old and the New Testament. And our goal is to apply whatever wisdom we can acquire from their life into our own lives unto whom the end of the age has come. And we are going through a current series and episode right now that is looking at the witnesses of our faith, particularly as described in the book of Hebrews chapter 11. And uh, we have looked at the life of Abel and a little bit about Cain. And um, last week we started to look about an interesting personality in scripture by the name Enoch. And uh, we saw some things about the life of Enoch and we felt we should continue on that uh, this week. So I still have with me today my regular contributors, Uluyede uh, Odeyale and Jason Gregg. And I'm your host, Dr. Tundi Abuola. And we're so excited that you're joining us again today. And we are going to start first by reading from the text of scriptures that describe some of these men in the New Testament, in the book of Hebrews. And then we're going to look at uh, a couple of verses in the book of Genesis chapter 5, that where the story of this man is. And then start to glean wisdom on what does it mean when the Bible said this man walked with God. So uh, I'm going to read Hebrews 11. Hebrews chapter 11, verse, uh, I think that should be 5 and 6. And I would like Jason and Oloide to also go there, whatever translation you guys have. Um, I'm going to try to do King James today. Trying to go back to the old King James. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what Oloide, which which one do you think you're likely gonna read for us today? So it's the good news Bible. Oh, so you like to give us the good news. Wow. Now that's you're, you're trying to make me really look old. Alright, no problem. Uh Jason, what are you gonna do for us? I'll I'll read out of the NIV today. NIV, okay, you're modernizing everything now all the way. Good. I like that. It's new. It's like, yeah, you went for the whole King James. I'm going to go for the new international version. <laughs> All right. Whichever one you belong to, whether you like one of those people who are like, no, with the old ancient part, or you're one of those say, oh, it's a new move of God. Or you're like, no, no, no. It's all about spreading the good news. We have all three for you right now. So Hebrews 11:5, By faith, Enoch was translated that he should not see death and was not found. Because God had translated him. For before his translation, he had this testimony that he pleased God. But without faith, it is impossible to please God, him, that is God. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. All right, Oluide, uh, can you read from us from the good news before we go into the new new international? Yeah, um, Hebrews 11 verses 5 and 6. It was faith that kept Enoch from dying. Instead, it was taken up to God and nobody could find him because God had taken him up. The scripture says that before Enoch was taken up, he had pleased God. Verse 6. No one can please God without faith. For whoever comes to God must have faith 
that God exists and rewards those who seek Him. Mm. Yeah, Jason. By faith, Enoch offered a better, or sorry, by faith, Enoch was taken up from this life so that he did not experience death. He could not be found because God had taken him away. For before he was taken, he was commended as one who pleased God. And without faith, it is impossible to please God because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. Praise the Lord. I'm going to go to Genesis chapter 5 and I'll read verse 23. Actually, I'll start from verse 20 to 25. Just wanted to you know, kind of put Enoch in between. So I'll read from verse 20 to 25. Uh, you guys can go there too. That way we can just take a look at it together. Are you guys there? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, and all the days of Jared were 962 years. And he died. Enoch lived 65 years and he begat Methuselah. And Enoch walked with God after he begat Methuselah 300 years and begat sons and daughters. And all the days of Enoch were 365 years and Enoch walked with God and he was not for God took him and Methuselah lived an hundred eighty and seven years and begat Lamech okay let me start off by saying in uh, consistent with what we started last week it was clearly stated here that something was peculiar about this man Enoch and it's that this man Enoch walked with God and if you guys notice in verse this was repeated twice in that chapter verse 22 and verse 24 as if God was trying to ensure that we don't make a mistake to think that that was a typo (laughs) (laughs) or that was a translation error Mm-hmm. Oh, that was uh, some uh, aggressive monk who locked himself in some room somewhere and began to doctor the scripture and try to change it to fit their own narrative. To give us some form of credibility to the fact that this was real account of what the Holy Spirit was inspiring to be written. He walked with God. And then for a much more powerful corroboration, Hebrews chapter 11 quoted from that Genesis chapter 4. He walked with God and he was not. He was translated. So, we have an anchor. We have a more sure word of prophecy that has the mouth of one, two, three witness of text of scripture that this man we are looking at truly according to scripture he walked with God. And one thing that characterized his life was that in the end, the Bible said he pleased God. He pleased God. He walked with God. 
And like we said last week, he was not doing this in isolation somewhere. The Bible made it very clear to us in case we were wondering, yeah, he was a peculiar man. So he, you know, he was single. He never got married. He didn't have a father. He was uh, Melchizedek, the king of Salem, who has no beginning or no end. <laughs> no sons or daughter. He was some special species of man, you know, specially created by God with holiness already ingrained in his DNA, you know. And he was just pre-programmed by God to work with him. No, 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 no. The Bible said he has sons and daughter. Not even a son and a daughter. I only I have two sons and a daughter, so I can imagine. <laughs> if the Bible said he has sons and daughters after me, two sellers, so at least he had three sons and two daughters, so probably a minimum of five. And then he has a wife, of course, if he has sons and daughters, right? Uh, I mean, like our generation where people can, can raise children differently. I'm sure in those days, you don't get to raise a child if you do. You're not a father and a mother who kind of brought them to life. So um, we're not necessarily trying to make light of those who do it differently. We're simply putting context to the life of this man. So as we start to look at his life, we agreed unanimously last week that it seems right for us to, before we, we pieces the faith of Enoch, what does it mean when the Bible says Enoch walked with God? And so our assignment coming back to uh, to uh, to you our listener is that we we went back and thought about it and look at scriptures individually and we're going to be seeing how the lord uh kind of bring forth a symphony in those different thoughts today on what it means when the bible said enoch walked with god i'm going to leave the floor open for uh my contributors to start their thoughts on this the Bible said twice Enoch walked with God in a generation where there was no testimony like that concerning anybody. And Hebrews said he had a testimony before he, he was taken that he pleased God because he walked with God. So what do you guys think it means when the Bible says Enoch walked with God? Again, I'd like to throw the floor open. Whoever wants to go first. So I, I think something that really hit me when we were talking about it last week and it's remained with me for the for the time since is that um walking with God implies uh community with God. Mm. That walking with God implies a closeness and a following. So in um in Proverbs and I'd have to look up the exact verse, it talks about walking with wise people or walking with evildoers. Mm that when you walk with wise people, you become wise. And if you walk with evildoers, you become evil. Mm. Um, and, and to me, the, the thought of walking with God, it's, it's not a common phrase. Mm. There are many common phrases that God uses through the biblical authors that repeat and come back, you know, talking about how, um, you know, there verses that we see weaved in or phrases we see in and out. This phrase is, is quite unique. Mm, mm. I agree. This, I agree, uh, brother. This is, this is a unique testimony of saying that um, Enoch walked in special community and fellowship with the Lord and walked in the footsteps of the Lord, as it were. Wow. But, that's powerful. It's a, a truly unique mm. Mm. experience that we, we could follow now, right? Mm. Mm. 
Yeah, do you have more to say on that? Because I, I, I want to piggyback on that with something that was in my own mind. Actually, the very first, if you were seeing here, you're going to see I have to do something. The very first yeah. test of scripture was Proverbs chapter 3, yeah. from verse 5 to 6, that I felt I wanted to just bring up. Again, it didn't explicitly use the word walk, but from my understanding and walk with God for some years now, about 20 plus years, I understand what I understand by walking with God kind of looks like what that scripture was talking about. And since you mentioned, you know, walking with the wise and walking with the evil and this community of following in the steps of God, I wanted to read that scripture. Actually, as I had like um, a parallel uh, scriptures open here, and there's one translation that I've just recently fallen in love with, if you could use that word about <laughs> translation. <laughs> it's the Passion Translation. And I want to read verse 5 and 6 of Proverbs chapter 3. It says, trust in the Lord completely and do not rely on your own opinions. With all your heart, rely on him to guide you and he will lead you in every decision you make. Become intimate with him in whatever you do and he will lead you wherever you go. How does that sound? Pretty clear. Yeah. And straightforward. So, so there are so many <laughs> interesting uh, words and phrases in those two verses of scripture that you could unpack on what Jason was referring to living in community with God, following God. You know, first thing it says, you have to trust him, right? You have to trust in the Lord. You have to kind of be confident. That's why it's, it's kind of tied back to that Hebrews eleven six that said, they that come to God must first believe that he is and that he rewards those who diligently seek him. So there has to be this confidence in the existence of God, this confidence in the fact that this God is not a tax master. This God is burden, is light, his yoke is easy. This God is not just here to punish me like this genie upstairs that put a big armor on my head anytime he wants, just for his own sake, without caring anything about me. The Bible said he cares about us. You know, when we think of our parents, our children, the way they trust us, it comes from what they've seen since they were born about the care and the fact that they know that these parents want my ultimate good. When I was about to fall down, they ran at me to try to carry me. The last time I needed a candy, they went all the way to the grosses and got me nice candy. And so we must, it seems to to me that before a walk with God can begin, you have to be, uh, you have to um, substantiate the reality of God and faith and confidence in this God that he is and he rewards diligent seekers. He's a good God. He's, he's, he's a God I can put the weight of my life upon. That's the first thing I saw there. Uh, before I pick on any new thing, did anything jump on any of your mind? as I was talking about that trust in God as the, one of the first key steps 
to walking with his God. Jason on Oloide, did anything come to you guys' mind? If not, I'll just continue. Nothing, okay. Oloide. Yeah, so, um, I feel like um, this is not too far from what I was um, reading during the week as we were looking at the question of what exactly does it mean to walk with God? And um, I remember seeing in Amos chapter 3, verse 3, saying that it's actually a question. Can two walk together unless they are agreed? That's what New King James says. Hmm. And um, Young's literal translation says, do two walk together if they have not met? So, and I feel like uh, that's not far from the point you are making there. Amplified says, do two men walk together unless they have made an appointment? It's like booyah, mic drop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so there has to be so, a meeting and an appointment. <laughs> yeah, and... and um, Probably even more instructive, uh, depending on what, what angle you are looking at, is what New Living Translation says about that same verse. Because it says, can two people walk together without agreeing on the direction? Hmm. So this subject of walking with God, it's not something that can be dealt with on the abstract. Hmm. It has implications. Yeah, so you can, you can proceed. Uh, now, I'm going to pick on that and then I'll let Jason speak. You know, the new living you read is really powerful. And I like this, this text because it explicitly has the word walk. In case we have somebody listening who is a very young person in, in the faith and it's, it really takes the literal word very seriously. One thing it's showing us is that whatever we meant by walking with God, there are principles that governs any walking together of two people. The first principle is that uh, there has to be uh, agreement between the two people to walk together. Otherwise, it's not going to be a walking together. It's going to be a fighting together. <laughs> Number two, there has to be an agreement on direction of walk. Because otherwise, there's going to be a lot of collision, right? And a lot of confusion. Now, but then what the lady brought out that was really key for me is on direction. The question in my mind immediately, but I did have an answer somewhat immediately, is who chooses the direction? I think that very statement of Enoch tells us who chooses the direction. Enoch mm. walked with God. As if to say, God is the one going and Enoch is walking with him. So God gets to choose the direction. That is why that connects very well to the text I was reading. There has to be a trusting in God that his opinion is right, his ways are right, he knows where he's going. With all of our hearts, we've got to rely on him to guide us. We've got to let him lead us in every decision we make, meaning that he chooses the direction. So I think we're beginning to see what a walk with God starts to look like. God is going somewhere. 
I got to him, I met him on the road. I'm like, hey, God, I see you going somewhere. Can I, can I walk with you? <laughs> and God would be like, yeah, if you're ready to go the way I'm going. And you've got to trust me that I know where I'm going. You've got to trust me that my ways are right. And then we agree together on that direction. And boom, we start going on that journey. Yeah, that's a really great one, Oloyede. Very amazing, amazing point. And I think it's just very basic. I mean, these two texts we've read and what Jason said about walking with the wise and the evil, these are very basic, basic texts that our listeners can unpack. They can go back and read them and, you know, multiple translation to their art content because we're not here just trying to enlighten you. We want to do that but we want the enlightening to lead you to a quest, to lead you to a desire to say, I want to walk also with God. Jason. Yeah, absolutely. So what I was saying is I, I think that the, the question that I want to ask myself, and I think we should all ask each other and kind of mm. put some meat on the bones of that is mm. what can we do um, to better walk with God? Which ways do we walk with God well? and Which ways mm. can we walk with God better? Okay. Um, and just in talking about that with each other, I think that'll help us build up uh, a case of what it practically looks like. Yes, I like that. And I think that that this we might just stay on these two scriptures for today and and really dig into it. Because I can imagine this series is going to take this particular episode is the beginning of a very long, long uh, series. Because pretty much uh, all the entire scripture it's going to be stories of men who in one way or the other walk with God, either they walked well or they didn't walk well. Now to start with, to put flesh on this bone is the first thing I'm talking about. I see from that TPT, the word opinion. Somebody said opinion is like noses. Everybody has one, but technically maybe not. I, I hope so. <laughs> but, <laughs> but it means that we all have opinion about every little thing in our life opinion about schooling opinion about what what is the best way to talk opinion about what is the who is the best president or who is not we have opinion who is what's the right way to marry a woman or a woman to marry a man we have opinions on the how to raise children we have opinion on how to treat other people just opinions in general we have it we were born with certain opinions it's called our own understanding of life. A Nigerian has a way of thinking that has developed his opinion. An American has a way of thinking that has developed his opinion, depending on his family, on his locality, and his exposure. All of these forms our lifestyle, right? Our way of thinking. So the Bible says here that we should not rely on those. So you filling the gap of all facets of your life. As little as it might look, including if it were possible, if your blinking is voluntary, <laughs> the blinking of your eyes, if it was a voluntary choice, right? And there's an opinion on how best to blink your eyes. Take that and say, I'm not going to rely on that opinion. But with my heart, I will rely on God's opinion to guide me on that. For me, that is the practicality of that. And, I, and to be honest, I can already see scripture. There's a very clear verse of scripture in the New Testament where the very embodiment of the work with God himself said it. He said, of my own self, 
I can do nothing, Jesus Christ. As I hear, I judge. And so my judgment is right because I see what my father is doing and that I do. That is deep. And to me, that is the meat of what it means to work with God. I'm sure immediately you're going to be like, ouch, maybe I don't do a good job of working with God. <laughs> All right, thoughts at this point, I'm going, to, I'm going to stay back because real issues are coming forth. Every little details of my life, dropping my opinion to pick the opinion of God. And, um, right in this room right now. I don't like that. <laughs> yeah, because um, Jason just uh, created uh, that situation. <laughs> it's um, it's really deep when you think about it. I just, um, as I was listening, I just uh, flashed back a little. Uh, you know how how easy it is for us to profess to believe God. Uh, but if we take a look at the life of some, somebody like Enoch, you will agree with me that um, is either God is Lord at all times or is no Lord at all over our lives. Mm. That's the demand. That's the implication that I think this is, uh, is bringing. Because you cannot consciously walk with a person whose existence you don't feel. Mm. Now, we, we, uh, the Bible also is clear about, I mean, from what you're saying, if I ask myself when I want to take decisions, when, when my opinion is strong about a matter, do I really allow God to have the final say on these mm. issues? Mm. I mean, it's, it's more of something that is uh, raising a deep thought to prayers on my heart than what we can completely express here. Amen. Mm. Deep. Deep. Jason, any thoughts on your mind? I, th I think for me, it's, it's I, I, I very much agree with what Olivia said um, in the it's something that we need to test ourselves in over time. And, and often, um, like I'm looking back, um, in my life of saying, when, when can I look back and say that I was walking closely with God? Cause sometimes in the moment you don't notice as clearly as you can when you look at the past and in a time that I can think of where where I can look to as a, maybe a mountaintop experience of just walking closely with the Lord. Um, I think in, of, um, in grad school, um, and I was uh, managing uh, the house, Tunde, you remember, um, the, the house for formerly homeless guys. Yeah, the moment you started talking, that was exactly yeah. what was in my mind. So that means you were speaking the truth. Yeah. As you started um, saying it, that was exactly the picture in my mind. And... And it was a time of action. It wasn't a time where I had much extra time to study scripture or I had much um, extra time to, to be intellectual. It was a very busy time, but it was a time where I knew I needed the Lord to get through the day. And I spent time in prayer not because 
I was, it was a luxury. I spent time in prayer because prayer was a necessity for me at that time. Um, and the Lord showed up and walked with me and, and moved in a way that I can look at actions I made during that time and go, that was not me. That was not me. That, that was not my flesh um, that happened mm. there. It was, it was the spirit of God. Powerful, Jason. Powerful, Jason. You know, you've, you've touched on a couple of points that has been in my mind about this whole issue of working with God. And you just talk about the issue of the flesh and the spirit. And that's where we're going, technically. The, the whole idea of, you know, walking with God is somewhat synonymous to walking in the spirit rather than walking in the flesh. And when we talk about this, our opinion and our way of thinking, our own way of decision-making, that's embodied in our human nature, in our flesh, in what we, we jokingly talked about last time, the, our, our Adamic life, right? The natural life that we inherited from our parents that just seems right in our own eyes, right? The Bible said there's a way we seem to right in the sight of a man, right? And the end thereof is destruction. So, Jason, you are on point to talk about that walking with God is not abstract. Walking with God is not locking yourself in a room and reading the Bible 24-7. Walking with God is not even praying 24-7. Walking but by that I don't mean praying as a communion with God. I'm talking about locking yourself in a room to say you are praying in one room and you're not going out. It is the prayer of communion, constant second by second, minute by minute, which somebody called the practice of the presence of God. The acknowledgement and the substantiation of the reality of God's presence with you such that you can seek his opinion on every little detail. Now, this is serious, Jason and Oloide. People think this is abstract. It's not. It is, this, it is still what Jesus came. The whole idea of Jesus saying we make disciples is locked in this thing that we're looking at. You, it's a disowning of your own idea and philosophy and concept and perception about reality to the point of asking God, question is this it is this how you see it is this how it really is and should i do it this way even though everyone around me say this is the way it should be lord if 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 i were to ask you sir how should i you know they talk about being the lord of all the lord of all means the lord of all how do i raise my children how do I react to my co-worker when they do something to me that, in my own opinion, this is the way I should react, right? How do I react to the man I see on the street? Okay, somebody who they said committed a sin, what is my reaction to this person? Is it based on my cultural norm or did I say, Lord, what is your thought on this and how would you want me to do it? In that case, I am walking with him. He's taking the lead. He's moving in the direction. If only but God can help you and myself that we, we have a revival of people who daily walk with God, you and myself. What a beautiful world we would actually live in. Not people who are religious, not people who claim to be to go to a church and no, our life, God is not on our Facebook profile. God is not on our Twitter. God is not on our Instagram. 
there is no God found, even in the way we appear and look. There is no God found in what we say. We react and talk and do everything as every natural person does. And I see God convicting me. The moment you act without acknowledging me or thinking somewhat with me in the picture, you have just walked on your own. It's almost like to the extent that I depend on God is to the extent that I've matured. You know, in, in, in our natural life, your lady and Jason, the more independent you are, the more mature people say you are. But it seems that the opposite is the life in the spirit. It's the life that works with God. The more dependent on God you are, the more matured we have become. And this is a big issue that is coming. So practically to our listeners, as I will open the floor again for you guys to speak, uh, what area of your life have you worked with God in? The answer is zero. And the answer is 100%. The answer is 50. You think about it. Is there a part of your life that you have locked in a room and say, God, I can work with you on all this one, but not that one. And God is saying, no, no, no. Enoch pleased God because he walked with God. And practically it means he dropped his own opinion and acknowledged God and tried his best to walk in whatever he saw God doing. Okay. If there's any other thought, Jason and Olady, I'd like you guys to, to speak into this. I think these two verse, we can still go on further on it, but that's where we're staying. We're not moving too fast on this. Any other thought that came up? As- yeah, so um, one thing that came to my mind as you were talking about this is the fact that um, it appears that Enoch must have been someone who really didn't care much about his own feelings or the opinions of people of his time, if those feelings and opinions were contrary to God's mindset. Mm. Because if you look at the time that Enoch lived, um, I think um, people were already descending, right? The, mm. the, 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 the fall was already taking its toll. Remember the issue of Cain. Remember, as a matter of fact, the flood was to come, I think, um, some hundred years or thereabout after that. So that depravity was already taking its mm. toll. Mm. Mm. So I, I, I feel like one thing that can help us, and I'm really praying here, is that we would realize that feelings come and go. And that's why the Bible did not say uh, the just shall live by feelings. Mm. The just shall live by faith. I don't know about you guys, but there are times when you feel great joy, great zest, great passion, great excitement about being a Christian. But there are times when you don't feel it. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So even when we don't feel it, even it when our working. friends don't make sense, <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah. Yes, it is working. So mm. it is not, this work we are talking about, it's not about getting God into our own rhythm. Rather, it is about getting ourselves into rhythm. Wow. With him. 
Wow, that's powerful. Mm. Now that's a new phraseology there that is is amazing. Getting into God's rhythm, not our rhythm. You know, I've never I've never really been a, a good uh, professional dancer. I wish there's somebody here who is a professional dancer who knows about dancing. When there are two people dancing together, a male and a female, right? There's always somebody leading and somebody who just releases herself to the guy who is holding her and say, trust me. Just do what I, I move you to do. You're going to be fine because I got you. So the lady sort of goes into the room of the guy or he's the other way now. I don't know. How, and so I'm not sure how it best works. But there's somebody who is kind of setting the pace and the other person is kind of going in reading with the other person. And I think God has to lead in that way and we stay in symphony and in sync and in reading with him. And as a, a conductor in a music or the leader, like I belong to a singing team and you really have a worship leader, a contemporary worship leading guy in my church. The guy who is leading is the one where, where, where like I was one of the, I'm one of the back vocalists. We're supporting this guy. So even if you love to sing certain way and it's really the best, when the guy who is leading is singing certain way, you've got to stay in sync with that person. You've got to stay in the rhythm of that person. Otherwise, ultimately, even if you think you're singing it well, the guy, you're going to be blamed because you're not the leader. The leader is the one singing it. So whichever way he likes to go, as a backup vocalist, your job is to back him up and make sure everything sounds good the way he wants to sing. And I think just in bringing the idea of rhythm is very important. Actually, there are times where you're, you're singing a, an already recorded song. And you, there's a way the person who sang it originally sang it, okay? Maybe he goes and say, I walk with God, right? And then the lead guy in your group wants to sing it and decided to go, I walk with God. Even though the original person sang it, I walk with God, you've got to go with the leader, I walk with God. You've got to go the way he mm. wants it, otherwise the entire music falls apart. And mm. it, although you are singing it like the way the original guy who sang it, your opinion is right, in quote, but it is wrong in this case because the guy who is leading here is doing that way. And I think for us, walking with God looks something like that. We think that our opinion is right because we think we're looking at the person who knows it, our world. Like, like Jason already was talking about the generation of Enoch. Everything in you around him, there's a way people live. There's a way they think. There's the action they follow. There is the things they celebrate. Those who are celebrity among them, there are certain lifestyle they live. And it's very easy for Enoch to say, I'm going to follow this same way because I think that's what everybody gravitates towards. However, to walk with God, God is the new leader now. And you have to drop your opinion and your rhythm that is being uh, formulated by your environment to now follow a new rhythm. And that is what I think God is calling us into. That's what God is saying. Learn my rhythm and follow my rhythm in all you do. It might not look the best to the world, but as long as the leader says that is what I want, that is the way we should mm. Any other thought from you guys uh, before we start to potentially start bringing this to a, a somewhat close? Jason. Um, I, I think for me, um, what, I, what I want to remind myself, and then I think, so to remind myself, I also think it's something that we can all 
hopefully learn something from is that it's not just like dancing is not just about following the instructions Mm. of someone. Mm. It's about a closeness with that person. Mm. Yep. That's correct. And it's about, um, there's trust too. um, And trust and intimacy. Mm -hmm. Wow. And that is good. Continue Jason. And I, I want, I, I think often something I fall into is when I'm praying or trying to spend time with God, I'm asking him, what should I do next? What should I do next? What should I do next? Mm. Instead of just sitting in his presence. Mm. 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 And saying, what are you like? Yeah. Getting to know him mm. for who he is. Mm-hmm. And 300 years of walking with God, that is, I think Enoch had a good idea of who he was. Exactly. So you can't begin a walk with God if you do not know who he is. Right? Mm-hmm. So knowing God is the first step towards walking with God. Knowing God and, and wanting to know him more. Mm, yeah, so after the first step of getting to maybe like already they read from that Amos in one mm-hmm. of the translations, you have you have made you had an appointment encounter, a moment where you first met him. And then you you got to know, oh okay, your name is God, right? Then you are desiring, can I know you more? Can I get a little closer? And a song is coming to my head and I'll just sing it. Hey, podcast listener, you're going to get a, like a little extra bonus here today. Just a closer walk with thee. Granted, Jesus, it's my plea. Daily walking close to thee. Let it be, dear Lord, let it be. Say, just a closer walk with you. Granted, Jesus, that's my plea. Daily walking close to thee. Let it be, dear Lord, let it be. And I think I'd like to stop here for today. That the Lord will grant us and our listener that hunger. And that thirst and that insatiable desire for intimacy with God on every second of the day to get to know him more and more and more and more and more so that we can daily walk close and close and close to him. Father, we want to pray right now. and We are asking you that you will encounter every listener. You will reveal yourself to them. They will get to see you and get intimate with you and daily put their step, their foot in your step and hunger to know you more and more and more and more and then drop their opinion, follow your direction that we will all father, myself primarily, and my friends and every listener 
we will all follow your direction, acknowledge and trust your way. We will agree with you. We will have appointment with you. We will be intimate in our knowing you. We will seek to, to find out who you are, your ways, your mindset, your goal, your purpose, your will, your agenda. Oh, what, you, what, what makes your heart to beat? And then our heart will resonate that heartbeat. And because our heart is resonating, the, 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 the rhythm of your heart will naturally just step the way you step. We naturally just walk the way you walk. Please, Lord, reveal yourself to us and help us to disown our opinion and ourselves and to follow your step. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Amen. Amen. Wow, what a time today. Such a blessing to start looking at the critical issue of a walk with God. As we continue this next week, my prayer for for myself and for my contributors, Oloye Deode Yale and Jason Gregg, and you, our listener, is that this will begin a walk with God. 